Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Real Metaphysical Talk. I'm your host, Joan, and we are here live on Blog Talk Radio. For those of you not live, you're obviously listening from the archives, which any episode that we've had on in the past, however many years, you can go out to Blog Talk Radio, look up our uh, history, and look it up there. You can also find me on iTunes, and if you're a Facebook regular, you can also look up Real Metaphysical Talk and follow along with everybody else. All right, today's live show is all about Mama Divina and mastery in self-mastery, mastering yourself, bringing things together. But first, let me talk about a few things before we bring her on to the show. And most importantly is What's happening? We've got a lunar eclipse coming up on Monday on August 7th. We have got a, I've got a cat attacking me right now. We also have a um, Uranus today going retrograde. What does it mean? Everybody hears retrograde and freaks out. What am I, what does this mean to me? What am I supposed to do? Um, Mercury is going to be retrograde in another week or so. So we know about that communication, not by electronics or what people say. I really say with regards to Mercury, be careful what you're getting into. Be careful what you want to say, how you're thinking, how you want to present yourself. Double check your facts. Dot your I's and cross your T's. But with Uranus retrograde, right during this time between the eclipses, right around the eclipses, you're talking, um, especially in Leo and Aquarius, this is Leo time. Leo time is about being authentic, authenticity. And Uranus retrograde is about really pushing you to be that change you want to see in the world. Be your authentic self. Get yourself out there. You don't like something, do something about it. It's also about you being true to yourself. It's about you confronting your fears, looking at your personal roadblocks, having those aha moments, um, considering what freedom means to you, considering who you want to be, where you want to go. What path are you on? What is it that you need to do? That's what we're looking at. And if we don't make the changes over the next five or six months, we're going to be forced to make changes. So let's open up our eyes. Let's really get involved here. Let's learn the keys to self-mastery. And right now I'm going to bring on Anna Davina. Anna, hello. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm great. Glad to have you on. Good, it's nice to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Oh, you're very welcome. Now, obviously, we have, I was just talking about Uranus retrograde, talking about mastering ourselves. I mean, this is perfect timing, really. Yes. Bringing um, you on the show, talking about that. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, you're cutting in and out a little bit, but yeah, I heard for the most part that we're on the show talking about self-mastery and how to go about that, and um, that's actually what I'm here to talk uh, to everybody about, to you and everybody about, um, about my journey and how I've done it and uh, practical ways for people who want to learn self-mastery, how they can do it as well. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. So, Anna, how did you get started? 
Okay. Um, well, I started as a person who was financially struggling. Um, I was a single mom for very many years. I was also physically ill, and I was trying to get ahead in life just like everybody else. Um, I remembered that I had read some books on the occult and practical magic, and since I was already spiritually natured, I started to um, actually practice what was in those books. Um, as far as my um, my background and um, how I got started with that, um, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. And if anybody knows what Pentecostal Christians are, it's almost like the most um, radical types of Christians. They're the ones who believe in um, handling snakes and walking on hot coals, um, casting out demons. So I grew up in that type of um, environment in the Pentecostal church, and I I, I actually liked it. I grew up in that environment. That's what I was taught. That's what I liked. I actually, like I said, I liked it. And Mm -hmm. um, I studied the Bible on my own. Um, I went to the Bible school, to the Bible studies we had at church, and eventually I started teaching the Bible as well. And I also was a lot uh was a part of a lot of the prayer groups um that was going on in church if people were getting sick you know they would call me I would go to people's houses along with the pastor and um the other deacons in the church and we would go around and pray for people or pray for people over the phone and um I was always interested in that type of service and that type of service as far as spirituality um, I was also interested in that time um, in the topics of ancient mysteries, and it it evolved into being what is what I what is called uh, Gnosticism today. Um, my studies have evolved um, mm. about learning about the ancient mysteries into being. Um, you know, a Christian in that type of atmosphere into what I call myself now, which is a, a Gnostic. And um, although I primarily identify as a Christian, I draw from all of the ancient mysteries. And I come to my own truth through practice and experiences. Fantastic. I know some of the services that you also offer is teaching. And you're currently offering classes such as Reiki, and I know we were uh, at a recent class of overcoming fear, and you're presenting that information. You also have online classes, um, just to talk about that for a minute, and then we can get more into the self-mastery. So um, like overcoming fear or teaching Reiki, what led you to bringing that? Like you said, you're interested in the ancient mysteries. You're interested in pulling together a lot of what is held as beliefs in other um, teachings. Uh, yes, uh, like when, as far as even um, my own um, coming to my own truth through, through experience, I don't only just use um, ancient mysteries such as the Bible or such as, mm-hmm. um, you know, those types of books, but I'm drawing from all the mysteries and, um, uh, you know, the mysteries of about ancient um, healing in Asia, um, just just 
learning about all of the types of, of information that is out there. As far as what I offer, um, Reiki, I do teach a lot of, I teach people how to manifest their intentions by using um, non-traditional methods such as and known as magic. So I teach those types of classes, and then I also teach Reiki. And what brought me into Reiki was, um, you know, I was sick myself, but and I had always, like, read about energy healing, and I always felt the energy within myself, and I was able to guide it within myself. But then one year my mom got really sick to the point that, you know, she was almost going to die, and, and they told us that she only had a few months to live. And at that time, at the same time that that was all going on, I kept seeing the word Reiki come up, you know, like on my Facebook feed or I'd be talking to somebody and they'd talk about Reiki. And then um, I also had a really good friend who was a pastor, and he was telling me about um, another ancient healing technique called uh, Qigong. And so that's how I got into um, Reiki. I A lot of the things, especially when you're um, – practicing self-mastery a lot of a lot of it comes just based on need so like it's not like I just wanted to learn Reiki a lot of the things that um, I have learned in my life is because I needed to to manifest something or I needed to do something and if I didn't do it myself I didn't know where else where else to go so that's how I got into that okay great now what are your recommendations for people just to begin self-mastery? I am, you know, really we all come to this point in our lives where we're either broken down, um, we're maybe lying on our couch, we are driving home from work and we have that moment like, I can't take this anymore, um, I have no idea which way to go, what direction to do, what do you recommend for people who are nearing that point who can recognize that in someone else that they know or love? What, where, where do you, where should be the best place to begin? Actually, the best place as far as self mastery, where the best place to begin is to start looking within yourself, um, as because self mastery is learning about life, doing it yourself by your own practices, by your own experiences. And the most important thing that you need to do in order to even start practicing self-mastery is to recognize that you are creating your life by the thoughts that you are having in your head. So if all the time you're sitting around upset or saying, man, my life really sucks, You know, that's the kind of energy that you're going to attract to your own life. So the first part about self-mastery is really understanding the law of cause and effect and the laws of karma um, and start practicing the law of attraction for yourself. And you have to have that shift within your own mind that instead of doing it this way, I've lived so, so many years suffering Let me really look within and let me really see what did I do in order to cause my own suffering so that I can fix it. Because most of the times we cause our own suffering. And 
there is no way to master yourself if you're not honest with yourself and realize, you know, what your part in the whole scheme of your life is. Well, no, you, um, you, oh my goodness, you have no idea. I'm doing a dance over here because every show I bring up what you think you create. We all have that magical power to create our own world from our own perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it, that is so true. That is a, that that's the, the law of cause and effect. That's not mysticism. That's science. That's one of the things I say to everybody, you know. It's not mysticism. It's science. You know, you put out negative energy, you get back negative energy. You put out positive energy, you get back positive energy. You know, just go into a science lab and test it yourself and you'll see. Right, absolutely. I mean, the truth about this whole science, like you said, is to be honest to yourself. So if you can honestly reflect and look at your life, and this is the way I do this, Myself, I do this even, we just had our mid-year reviews. This is a great example. And to have Uh a good review, even at work, whether it be at home, wherever, to look at yourself, just step out of your life, step out of your body and look back as a third party, what would you say to yourself? What would you say in the mirror to your own self? You know, we have to be honest. I mean, yes. Oh, hey, Joan, you should probably lose a few pounds. That would make you feel better. Okay, I'm honest about that. Now, if I said, oh, I'll look in that size two bathing suit, not going to happen. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> right. Exactly. So. Exactly. And I think mm-hmm. I think um, this comes from social conditioning, too. Social conditioning to tell us that um, we need to be happy, that if we are not happy, we need to think of happy thoughts so that we're automatically happy. So then when we start thinking in this way, in this almost mechanical way, we lose ourselves because we start ignoring the truth about ourselves and we start making up little excuses of why things happen to us or why we are the way we are. Really interesting. Yeah. Yes, I totally agree with that. And I think it's interesting. I hear more excuses from people rather than saying, you know what, let me change this. It's easier to blame than it is to take control. And and people will not accept healing, like especially with um, when you're a healer. I I deal with people on on a spiritual level, healing on a spiritual level of their mind, body, and spirit. A lot of people will not be healed, will not even subconsciously accept the healing because they don't want to own up to their own responsibility. Um, They don't want to accept their part in the grand scheme of their, of their own life. So you end up going session after session after session, talking about the same things over and over again, because they're literally stuck in a loop. So interesting. That's a great point. yeah, until you actually break yourself out of that social conditioning of, of I got to make myself happy and be my, and if I have a bad thought, just lock it up in the bad thought closet and think about something good, you know, that's really hurting you more than it is helping you. Um, part of self-mastery is, and, and um, one of the things I wanted to, to say was 
the how you know you're successful and how you know you have you are attaining self mastery is when you become authentic within yourself and within your own mind and not only authentic you know on the outside but authentic about your thoughts like if you wake up in the morning and instead of being in love and light all day and like you force yourself to be every single day um, and you're genuinely in a bad mood, you know, let yourself be in a bad mood that day. Self-control and don't bite people's heads off, but be authentic because that's how you know that you're, you are being successful in your path of self-mastery is when you have truly become your authentic highest self. And really feeling that emotion and owning it because we are all human. We're we're a spiritual body having a human experience. That's how I feel about exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. And another thing that's very important about um about self mastery is to attain your truth through actual experience and practice. That means if you read a book about spells or you read a book about self healing or even you read a book on a on an art project you might want to do, instead of just reading the book from cover to cover and then putting it back on top uh, in, in your bookcase, start practicing what it says in there. If you have a book about um, spell, spell casting or, or even self-healing methods or crystal healing, and it says put the stone on your forehead and lay back for a half an hour, Put the stone on your forehead and lay back for a half an hour because you're never going to know if what's written in that book is truth until you actually experience and practice it. So that's Great. vital. Excellent advice. That is vital. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. Um, okay, so you were saying that people don't accept their own truth. Like, for example, the healings, coming to get healings and they keep coming for the same thing or they're asking the same question. And I've brought up before, oh, so I want, I want Joe to love me, but Joe's not, he doesn't recognize me or he doesn't see me. Well, okay, we all have a certain karma that we have to live up to. There are certain things that we have to do in our lifetime, in our life's path in order for something to happen, for, for example, like love. We can't mm-hmm. force other spirits or other spiritual beings to love us until, one, we love ourselves. Two, other people have their own karma. So the, I guess I was mixing two things now that I'm going down this path. Um, accepting the truth. Is this also a reason why, let me bounce over back to this. Is this a reason why people, when they're physically sick, they're not, they're maybe they're maybe harvesting these bad emotions out in a physical realm? They're not accepting their own responsibilities? Honestly, a lot of the times when people come to me, especially for energy healing, um, because I offer a a variety of different types of services, but as far as the energy healing goes, it's because they've been to the doctors and they have ABC symptoms and the doctors have given them this treatment here and, you know, they're not working. And so they, the doctor sometimes even suggests getting some type of acupressure, some sort of other form of energy healing, even Reiki's been coming up a lot lately. 
So, excuse me. So, um, when these people um, get to an energy healer like myself, I start asking probing questions like, "When did this? When did your stomach ache? Let's say it's a stomach ache. When did your stomach ache actually start happening? It started happening when I was in college. Well, what was going on when you were in college? I was breaking up with my boyfriend. You know, I was." whatever situation was going on. And so then what that shows me is that this person has literally trapped um, emotions in their stomach area and it's manifesting itself in physical forms and physical ailments. So um, a lot of times, a lot of our physical ailments are, I would even venture to say more than 50% of the time, our physical ailments are due to the trapped emotions that have formed into crystalline deposits within your own system, causing energetic blocks um, so that your energy is not for, uh, flowing freely. Therefore, it's ma- it, it, the blocks keep getting bigger and bigger, manifesting itself in some sort of illness or even um, mental distress. Dealing with these types of situations, um, one, from needing the healing side to also you being the healer, it can be very stressful. It can be um, agonizing. We all know how it feels to be um, grieving, grieving a loss of a loved one, grieving a loss of a relationship, a job, just going through um, despair. Um, We know... And we want to reiterate that this is really hard work, to be honest with ourselves. We it have is to very hard work. Mm-hmm. And part of self-healing, part of healing yourself and self-mastery is going through this dark night of the soul is what a lot of people in, in this industry call it. And that, that it's called the dark night of the soul because you definitely have to do your shadow work. You have to sit there and say, well, yeah, I did kind of, you know, cause that that one. I kind of did really mess that one up. And from now on, I need to do this so that I, if I come up with that situation again, I don't mess it up again. You know, um, we need mm-hmm. to really do that shadow work because that's how actually we get healed. That That's part of the self-healing process is that emotional, mental, and physical purge that has to happen, Um, all of the things that we locked up in the closet for years has to come out and we have to literally face it and let it go. And I mean really let it go. Resolve to yourself that, you know, what your lesson was in it. Do your work with it and just let it go. One of the first steps, well, as you had mentioned, is to one, be honest to yourself. Do you recommend journaling? Do you recommend, I know at the uh, at the lunar phases, you can write a list to let things, like the full moon, we've got the full moon coming up. Write your list of things yeah. that you want to let go because it's the best time to do it. Burn it or bury it, whatever. Um, what are some yeah. of the other things that you recommend? Well, honestly, what I recommend um, when you are about to embark in this um, type of self-healing, self-mastery, the most important thing to do is to 
take time away from people, places, things. If you can really find that 15, 20, 30 minutes a day where you are absolutely quiet away from anybody else. Because if you have all this stuff around you, the TV on, the radio on, the kids, the dog barking, um, all this stuff around you, you cannot go inside properly and really look at the triggers of what is triggering your um, anger, what is triggering your depression. You really need to take that time aside for yourself in order to do the shadow work. Unless you have the time to do it, it's just going to make you crazy because then you're, you're going to be thinking about all this stuff that happened to you in the past to do your shadow work while you're cooking, let's say, and now while you're cooking, you might be in a bad mood. So it's important to really take that time and say, okay, I'm taking this time to own my stuff, so let me go in my little closet for a half hour. I, I even know somebody who doesn't even have any space in their house, and they literally lock, lock themselves up in the bathroom for 15 minutes to 30 minutes a day to do their, their own meditation and shadow work. So that's the most important. Um, in order to do um, your shadow work, too, you need to start listening to your gut, to your intuition. That gut feeling that you have is there for a reason. It's there to help you. It's the voice from your highest self telling you and guiding you all through your life. So you really need to take heed to your intuition and to your gut instincts. Um, you know, if if you're an artistic person, make sure that, you know, you are being creative, that um, you're like let's say to your gut instinct you're you're somebody who likes plants and so, something in your gut's been telling you you know you need to plant a garden and you're not planting that garden then journaling isn't really going to help you but what's going to help you is to listen to your instincts and go do the things that you like to do because it's in those moments when you're gardening and your hands are in the earth that you're going to come to those self-realizations, that you're going to come, um, that you're going to have that time to think and to really reflect about your life and how you can move forward and really master yourself as far as becoming that highest self, becoming that highest form of yourself. Excellent information. So there's, we can always look to others at, for a guide. There's no really written way, and really, as you said, it comes from within. Your true path it really is your does. own unique path. Yeah, and I mean, I can teach you, you can come to me and say, Anna, I want you to teach me self-mastery in three months, and we can put together a payment plan, we can put together all the lessons, I can write some beautiful slides and give you a three-ring binder with all the information in it, and I can teach you everything that I've ever learned in my whole entire life. But if you don't pick up that binder and if you don't actually start practicing what's in the book binder and practicing the things that I taught you about, you will never master it because mastery comes right. with action. It's, it's no different than working out where we're, we're trying to work out your spiritual muscle here. If you don't exactly. do the exercises... <laughs> You're not going to get exactly. a big old spiritual muscle. <laughs> so 
yeah, like you can't work it out for like, okay, I'm going to do a burn set and then not do another burn set for like six days. You can't right. do that. It's you got to do it not little at a time. Yourself. Yeah. Okay, so, so all you, you listeners gotta... out there, if you want to buff spiritual self, you need to contact Anna Davina. <laughs> Anna, where can yes. people find you? <laughs> well, I try to make um, the places to find me really easy. Like on Facebook, all you got to do is go to the search bar and put at mamadavina.me, and then um, you'll see um, my page come up, Mama Davina. And then if you want to go on the Internet, you just put mamadavina.me, and then enter and You'll see my whole page. You'll see uh, my list of services. I have. Um, I also make um, enchanted stones, crystals, amulets, curios, potions. So my magic shop is on there. Um, I also write a blog. I try to get as much information out um, to people based on the emails. So any anything that I'm writing in my blog is usually because I get a lot of emails, like you know, what can I do or give me some advice so I'll write a a blog just to answer everybody's questions that way. So there's a lot of helpful information there. And then you can also see me at Goddess Elite. I'll be there tomorrow between 3 and 7 doing Akashic past life readings. And then I'll be there on the 18th between 3 and 6. And I'll be doing energy clearings and um, regular readings for the public. You can Great. also so um, book any of my services online, and I do long-distance Great. work. Great. So anyone that's looking for her, check out the Real Med Physical Talk Facebook page. I have the link up there to her page. Anna, thanks for joining me today. We're at the end of the show Thank already. Thank you for having me. It was and a pleasure. We will talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Have a Thank great you. day. Thank you. Bless it be. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.